And then I felt like I was being inundated with all of this advice on what to do and how to change and it all felt out of reach for me. I mean, even like my posture was like, I was kind of like small and hiding and my voice was quiet and I wasn't saying what I really thought. I was trying to say like something quote unquote safe or like something that I thought people wanted to hear or something that would make me sound smart. If I take confidence out of the equation, how comfortable do I feel and why? Welcome to the art of speaking up a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here, and now, on to the show. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm so excited to be a part of your day and to be in your ears or playing out of your speakers. If you're new here, hello, hello. My name is Jess and I'm the creator of this show. I'm also a corporate strategist. I work in the nine to five world and I'm also a women's life coach and career coach in training. And I'm really excited about today's episode because I know that confidence is something that a lot of you are working on. It's something that I hear a lot from the community of women who listen to this show, that you really want to feel more confident at work. You want to feel confident in your role. And I really relate to this. And this was probably one of the biggest areas that I struggled with, was just one of the biggest hard things that I dealt with, especially early on in my career, that led me to eventually start this show because I felt so alone and I felt so ashamed about how hard it was for me and how afraid I was to speak up in meetings or lead meetings. I had so much aloneness and isolation and shame around that and I wanted to start this show to talk about my experiences, to have other women talk about their experiences so that you know that you're not alone and so that you know that it is so normal to go through what you are going through. It is so normal. It is so human. And of course, I'm going to share a ton of ideas for you on how to move through it in today's episode. But before I share any of those ideas, you know, the thing that I would most want you to know in all of this, and whether it's this topic or any other topic, whatever you're going through, whatever the struggle is, or however you're feeling, it's so normal. And it's so human. And one of the things that I have been exploring more and more recently and really deepening my understanding of is how our brains and our thoughts sometimes make our struggles harder for us. Sometimes we forget that it's okay to be imperfect. We forget that it's okay to be human and messy and struggling. And we think that we should be doing better and that it should be easier and we get really down on ourselves. And so what I want to tell you, if you are struggling with confidence or if you have thoughts and feelings about how you're not confident enough and it kind of makes you feel bad or it makes you feel like you're not enough, I want you to know that number one, you are enough. Number two, you can grow through this and change. And I believe one of the reasons that I started this show is I believe that any starting point is legitimate. So when you're building confidence, whether you feel like you're 50% confident or 70% confident or 0% confident, 
all percentages are welcome and cool and welcome to the party. And it takes so much strength and compassion and self-love if you feel like you're at a low percentage and you're trying to move from that percentage to 100% confident. It takes so much courage and so much grit and so much heart to move through that. And so wherever you are now, I just want you to see if you can be kind to yourself and if you can be proud of yourself and have a sense of pride and a sense of appreciation for yourself for giving yourself the gift of growth, which isn't always easy. Sometimes it's easier to just stay resigned to where you are and not look at your struggles and look at what's hard. But if you're listening to this and you're consuming this content, it means you're willing to put in the effort and you're willing to do the hard things and ask the hard questions to change. And so that enough is something to be celebrated before the confidence comes, before you have whatever it is you want, right? You're already doing well. You're already on the right path. And I just felt the need to tell you that and to remind you of that because I think sometimes we hold ourselves to this really really high, really unrealistic standard. So I wanted you to just stop and make sure that you're setting the bar at a height that's fair for where you are and that you're acknowledging everything that you've done. And now I'm going to jump into the main idea that I wanted to talk about today, which is projecting confidence, sounding confident when you are not feeling confident. And one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this idea is because this was a big struggle for me and this created a lot of embarrassment and shame and a lot of feelings that I didn't even realize exactly what was happening at the time. I just felt awful. (laughs) I didn't, you know, I didn't really know when I was struggling with very low confidence. I didn't have an in-depth understanding of my thoughts, my feelings, my behaviors and how they were all interconnected. I just felt awful all the time. I thought everything was awful. I thought I was awful. I thought my job was awful. But there was a lot more going on beneath the surface. And looking back at it in hindsight, I can see that and I can look back at myself and my experience with a bit more insight and a bit more compassion. And I can share with you what would have been more helpful for me to know that took me a much longer time to figure out and that I still practice today in my life, in my job, whenever I'm trying to do something bigger or scarier than I've ever done before. And I wanna take you back to my struggle with confidence so that you know that you're not alone and so that you understand the context for what I'm going to share in this episode. When I was earlier on in my career, especially in the first, like right in the beginning, the first one to two years, I felt very, very insecure about myself. I have talked about this in episode 70, my first run-in with imposter syndrome, where I talked about making a career change. I had started my career thinking I was going to be a lawyer. I finished law school. I didn't want to practice law and I went into a business path where I wasn't going to be using my legal degree at all. And I joined this really high performing, really like high pressure work environment where most people didn't have a legal background. Most people had more of a business background. And I came in with not a lot of confidence, with a different skill set. And I was extremely insecure about my capabilities. And one of the main ways that this played out 
was how I showed up. And when I say how I showed up, I really mean how I spoke up, whether it was in meetings or informal interactions. I mean, even like my posture was like, I was kind of like small and hiding and my voice was quiet and I wasn't saying what I really thought. I was trying to say like something quote unquote safe or like something that I thought people wanted to hear or something that would make me sound smart. It was always very calculated to try to control the other person's impression of me rather than just existing as I was and speaking. And I definitely wasn't projecting as much strength as I have inside of me. I wasn't feeling strong. I don't think I was sounding as strong as I actually truly am deep down inside. And I felt that physically. And so it felt bad when I was talking. It didn't feel good. And because it didn't feel good, I tried to do it as little as possible. I tried not to speak up. I, I was kind of like a wallflower. I would shrink away. And over time, I worked through that. But that kind of brings us to the title of the show, The Art of Speaking Up. But I want to tell you one thing that made it harder for me to move through that, that I kind of wish I had focused on sooner and realized sooner and noticed sooner so that if you don't feel 100% confident in your voice and if you find yourself shrinking or getting small in certain situations, this might be helpful for you to move through that. So when I was struggling with this and feeling this way and like feeling awful and small and insecure, I really wanted to be able to show up as this idealized professional woman that I had in my head who is bold and confident and speaks clearly and with impact and commands the room. And those things are excellent goals. And I think we should all aspire to that. I think that's wonderful. But I found myself feeling discouraged because that was so far away from where I was. And this really came to the surface for me and it really showed itself for me when I started to invest more time and energy in my professional development. So I would go to workshops that were for women, like leadership workshops, all kinds of different things where, you know, it's like a bunch of women in a room and the goal is like to help these women show up as more powerful leaders. I would do all these different workshops. And again, they were designed to help find my voice, help me grow my executive presence. And I would go to them feeling optimistic and feeling excited and feeling like, oh, this is awesome. I have this opportunity to improve in this area where I'm really struggling and I can work on this and I can grow through it and I can get better. And I really went in feeling good and feeling excited. And I would often leave these, you know, women's circles, all kinds of different things I went to. I would sometimes leave feeling worse than when I got there. Because there would be training on how to, you know, speak with executive presence and how to have a very compelling and magnetic personal brand and all of these things that you're supposed to do at work to sound confident and look confident and be successful. And all of that felt so hard and so impossible and so far away from where I was that it made me feel smaller and smaller. And what I realized looking back at that is what I needed at that time when I was struggling and feeling small, what I needed was just the next small step. 
I needed a gentle, open, loving, compassionate space where I could be totally okay with exactly where I was and I could cultivate the belief in myself and the inspiration to set a small but attainable goal that felt a little bit scary but felt like something that I could do to show up with more authority and more confidence. That's what I needed at that time a gentle space that was inspirational with a goal that felt exciting and manageable. But what I kept finding in these women's empowerment spaces and workshops that I was going to, what I kept finding was, for me, how I experienced it at the time, was a message that was very condescending, a message about not enoughness, a message about shoulds, what you should do, how you should sound, don't make this mistake, don't make that mistake, it's going to ruin your career, and this is how you need to be speaking, and don't use filler words, and watch the tone of your voice, and all of these things that felt like, A, I was broken, where I was wasn't okay, it wasn't enough, it really deeply was a problem, it was like my deepest fear was that this is a problem, and then I would go in these women's empowerment spaces and I'd be like, fudge, it really is a problem, it it would like confirm my deepest fears, and then I'd shrink smaller and smaller, And then I felt like I was being inundated with all of this advice on what to do and how to change. And it all felt out of reach for me. It felt like things that were too hard for me to do at the time. And so I came out thinking, well, (laughs) I'm just effed. (laughs) Like, I'm just this weird, awkward person who is terrified in this work environment. And I just went somewhere that was supposed to help me with that. And it made me feel worse. And it made me feel like none of the things they told me to do are going to help me. And I'm laughing both in self-deprecation and there is also self-compassion because that was a very difficult time for me. And while I laugh now at my brain and some of like the crazy mind chatter that I experienced and all of just like the inner chaos, it wasn't funny at the time. It was very embarrassing and I felt alone and I had no one to talk to about all of this stuff. And so it created a lot of alienation and isolation. And What I have realized looking back on all of that is regardless of like whether those workshops and all that stuff that I was being told, like I have my opinions on why some of that stuff, at least how I was exposed to quote unquote professional women's empowerment, I have a long list of very strong opinions on why some of that stuff is not good and not helpful and mimics some of the messages we have in our society that make women feel not enough and make women feel small. I felt and I do feel like there's some unhealthy messages in some of the women's empowerment content that is out there. That is something that I could talk about extensively, but I don't know how helpful that'll be for you. So I'm going to put that aside And while those workshops that made me feel awful, some people might think they're great. Some people might agree with me and think like we need to stop picking women apart and focus on our strengths and help us feel inspired and confident. That's my view. It's much more strength based. It's much more rooted in the idea that we already have what we need. And sometimes it's not about pointing out what we're doing wrong, but rather helping us believe in ourselves and see our potential to be even greater and even better and even stronger. I'm going to put all of that aside to focus on a completely separate lesson that I believe 
really would have helped me at the time and that has been hugely helpful for me in my life right now. And this is the lesson. When you feel really not confident, when you have a situation professionally or in your life, whatever it might be, when you have a situation where your confidence is feeling really low and you feel really small in that situation and you feel really crappy in that situation and you want to feel the opposite, you want to feel really strong, you want to feel really solid, you want to feel powerful, when you feel really small and you want to feel really big and there's that really big gap between how you feel now and the ideal of how you'd like to feel in that situation, I believe that one of the most important things and powerful things you can do to ensure that you don't stay stuck where you are and that you begin moving in the direction that you want is to recognize that this strength that you're trying to build, this confidence that you're trying to cultivate is part of a long and iterative journey that is going to unfold in however long it takes. And there is no deadline and there is no rush, which means that if you start trying to communicate with greater confidence and you feel like it's not going well and you feel like you're still showing up at work every day and shrinking away and getting small and not having the effective, powerful voice that you want, if that is happening and you allow yourself a full timeline to grow and evolve, then when you show up and you try and it doesn't go the way you want it to, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're never going to become confident. It just means that you are part of the way along that journey and maybe you're not super close to the destination, but that's okay because that place that you are trying to go to where you feel really amazing all the time and you step into that vision of the powerful woman that commands the room, that is a big vision. And when you have a big vision, you need to allow the time and the space that goes with that big vision, right? And I think it's great to have this goal that is really bold. And in fact, I encourage you to do that. And that's why in the intro for the show, I tell you that your possibilities are limitless because I really believe that's true. And I believe that's one of the most powerful ideas that we can hold on to as women, the limitless possibility. But when you have a big vision like that, you have to give it space and you have to give it time. It's a huge vision and so it requires and it deserves space and time. And it's almost like respecting your own vision. And it's like respecting the fact that you believe in yourself so much that you're setting this end goal for yourself that is a huge accomplishment. And because you know that's true and because you see how incredible and large the goal is, you also see the time that it's going to take and that it's going to happen in layers and layers and layers. And it's not going to be a one-time thing and it's not just some switch that's going to flip and then all of a sudden you're going to feel amazing. Like all of a sudden you're going to find one podcast episode that fixes everything, which if that happens, wow, like cool, cool, cool. That is great. But my point is when you allow for the time and the space 
It prevents you from getting discouraged and frustrated with where you're at now. But one of the most important things to keep in mind when you're trying to go from where you are to something that is big and is maybe far away from where you are is to make sure that you have checkpoints along the way. And that's really the core of what I am trying to tell you today and what I want to help you with in this episode, which is I want to help you see that there are stops that happen in between that journey from small, you know, not confident, insecure to confident, powerful woman. What I want you to see is like that's imagine like um, a subway map. You know, I love maps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maps are so fun. Do you do you love maps? I'm always the one who wants to have the map, like at Disneyland or on a vacation. I like holding the map. Is that you? Let me know. I'd be curious. But anyway, I'm imagining a subway map. Right now, I'm imagining the New York City subway map because I lived in Manhattan for several years. And I'm imagining the two ends of one of the subway lines, right? And those subway lines in Manhattan, like if you ride them from one end to the other, you'll go really far. You'll go like all the way up from the Bronx, you know, all the way down to Staten Island or deep into Brooklyn, you know, like you'll you'll end up somewhere really far away from where you started. And that's how I want you to think about building confidence. I want you to think of where you are right now as somewhere on the beginning part towards those outer ends of that subway line. And I want you to think of where you're trying to go as the other opposite end of that subway line. And I want you to know that it's a train ride. And not only is it about having fun on that train ride, but it's also about understanding that you have to stop at these other stops to get where you want to go. And what I want to offer you in today's episode is a stop on that train ride that could be very helpful for you when it comes to building confidence. This has been enormously helpful for me, and I am still in my own process of deepening into it. And the more that I bring this into my life and the more that I really internalize this and apply this, the more peace I feel about my life and my own level of confidence and the progress I've made and the goals that I have that are ahead of me. This helps me so much when I feel like I am not at my destination and I think it will help you too. I want you to remember one thing that will help you retain the ideas in this episode and remember this concept and that one thing is comfort before confidence. Comfort before confidence. So if you imagine that you have this subway and one end of it is not feeling confident at all, and the other end, that final destination, is the confidence and the strength and all of the power that you want to build. There are stops along the way that are not labeled more confidence. You're building more confidence with every stop of the subway. There are stops along the way that are labeled comfort. So the map might look something like this not confident, stop one, stop two, not confident, stop three, not confident, stop four, comfort, stop five, comfort, stop six, comfort. 
and many, many more stops. And then eventually the stops start saying stop 17, confidence, stop 18, more confidence, stop 19, more confidence. And what I mean when I talk about comfort is feeling physically, mentally, and emotionally comfortable. I think of feeling comfortable as not only the baseline upon which you build a solid, sustainable, authentic foundation for self-confidence, but I also think of it as a very important step in giving yourself the compassion and those stable, comforting feelings that you deserve to have. When we think about building confidence, sometimes confidence is for us so that we can feel powerful, but sometimes it's for other people, right? Sometimes confidence is performative. Sometimes it's because we want other people to see us a certain way. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But part of the reason I like comfort is because comfort is only for us. Comfort is not for other people. Comfort is a deal that you make between you and yourself where you tell yourself that I deserve to feel at peace, I deserve to feel calm, I deserve to feel stable, I deserve to feel a sense of safety and trust, and that has nothing to do with you being performative and doing something for other people, and it has everything to do with your self-worth and you deserving to feel genuinely good and genuinely stable before you try to perform the confidence for other people. Not that the confidence isn't also for you and not that it's only for other people, but comfort is only for you. And I believe that that is really important to cultivate before you move into confidence. And it is so much easier to find authentic Authentic confidence when you are comfortable. Think about it. When you are uncomfortable physically, mentally, emotionally, imagine being really uncomfortable. Just imagine. And then from that place, imagine trying to be confident. It feels so daunting. And that's why I felt so awful when I was feeling small and I went to those workshops and I was trying to like have this powerful voice, right? Because I was coming from this place of physical, mental, and emotional discomfort. And I was trying to leap from that place to like this powerful woman. And that was such a big leap to make. That is so much pressure to put on yourself. And it makes it so hard to build that initial momentum and start believing in yourself because you're asking so much of yourself, right? When you ask yourself to go from uncomfortable to confident, you are demanding a lot of yourself. And we already do that so much as women and it is so important for us to demand less of ourselves in our journey for growth. Now, I want to contrast that And I want to contrast this idea of trying to go from discomfort to confidence. And I want to contrast it with the idea of going from comfort to confidence. So imagine feeling comfortable physically, mentally, 
emotionally and from that place saying, okay, how do I turn this dial up and find and project my personal power? That is so different. My voice is changing so much even as I talk about it because it's a completely different switch and transition and energy. And you move into confidence in a way that doesn't feel like it's so far away. And most importantly, from a place of stability. And when you feel comfortable, then the confidence that you're moving into can be authentic. Because when you're feeling uncomfortable, you can't access that. You're trying to push and project something that you're not, you know, that you don't have a foundation of stability for inside. So it's not going to come from those deepest part of you and your deepest gifts and your deepest strengths. It's, it's not going to come from that place. But when you're feeling comfortable and you have that stability, then you can figure out, okay, I have this baseline. I feel okay. And now if I want to turn it up and really make an impression in this meeting or really captivate this room or really come off like I'm certain and powerful in this conversation with my colleague or my manager or in this interview or whatever it is, you can figure out how do I sound when I'm powerful now that I'm comfortable? How do I sound when I go a step beyond comfortable? How do I sound when I go to a place that is powerful? And so what I want to offer to you is if you don't feel confident and you are struggling with confidence and you want to build confidence, I would invite you for right now to take your goal of confidence and power and all of those amazing things that I want to help you with. But I want you to take that goal and put it all the way on the other end of the subway map, all the way at the end. It's there. It's your vision, you're holding that longer term vision, but your vision is not the same as your near term immediate focus. So I want you to take that vision, keep it in the distance, and put your focus on feeling comfortable. And I would really encourage you to ask yourself, if I take confidence out of the equation, how comfortable do I feel and why? And then I would also encourage you to ask yourself, how can I feel more comfortable? What could I do to increase my comfort? And this is where things get really fun because this is where you get to try things and do things differently in a way that makes you feel good. And everyone is different. Everyone will get to comfort in a different way, but I can share with you some suggestions and a little bit of structure for how you can tackle this. For me, comfort can come from different places. There is comfort in my physical body. And just feeling relaxed and having my nervous system feel calm, that is a huge one for me. And I can create that comfort actually somewhat more easily than I initially thought, simply by creating space for me to either sit in calmness and notice how still my surroundings are and notice that all of the noise and all of the movement is not happening around me, but most of it's happening in my mind, or to do some mindset work, which for me, a lot of the times looks like pulling out a pen and paper and writing down what I'm experiencing and then looking at it 
and asking myself if it's the truth and asking myself if there are other perspectives that I'm not seeing. Those can really help my physical body feel more relaxed. Comfort can also come from what you're thinking about yourself. Sometimes you may find yourself feeling uncomfortable because you're thinking things and you don't even realize you're thinking things and you don't even realize that you're believing everything that you're thinking that's making you feel uncomfortable. Now, this can be hard. (laughs) When you're thinking things, they feel really true. So when you think things like, well, I'm uncomfortable because I'm the least experienced person in this meeting or I'm uncomfortable because we're talking about something and I have no experience in this subject matter. So if I if I say something, I'm going to be, you know, sound stupid. You can come up with so many thoughts that feel really true and feel really real and that make you uncomfortable. And you will see massive change and massive shift if you begin to filter those thoughts with a more critical lens and ask yourself if there are other factual things that are true about the situation that make you feel comfortable that you are simply not focusing on or acknowledging. This often looks like, and I have seen this a lot, this often looks like completely forgetting all of the ways in which you bring talent, all of the ways in which you are skilled and focusing only on what you perceive to be lacking about yourself. That can create enormous discomfort. And the interesting thing is, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, that discomfort is not based on the truth because the thoughts that you're having and where you're focusing on are not objective. So you have this subjective, inaccurate perception of yourself and your competence, and then it's driving this horrible feeling, and the horrible feeling isn't even coming from the truth. The truth is that you are a balanced human with some flaws and some gifts but probably way more gifts than you think you have and way fewer flaws than you think you have. But it is not that balanced view of yourself that's driving your comfort level so much of the time. So that is another place that I would look. And the last place that I would look for comfort, and this is one of my favorites, and this is really fun, is I would call this spiritual comfort. And these are the little intangible things that just make you feel a little spark of goodness. And you have to get to know yourself pretty well to figure out what these are for you. But it could be things like changing your clothes and wearing something that makes you feel good. Not in like a, I hate the dress for success stuff. Like, oh my gosh, that upsets me. I'm not even gonna get into that right now because I will rant for five hours about how like women get all this feedback on like how we need to dress for success. And I have never seen men get this type of feedback. But anyway, this is not dress for success. This is dress for comfort and this spark inside you where you feel a bit more powerful and just a bit more alive and a bit more daring or comfortable in what you are wearing. Or maybe you have a ritual that you do. I don't know. When I had to do my first improv performance and I was freaking out and I was so scared to go on stage, I brought crystals with me. And, you know, I don't know if crystals work. Who am I to know? But it made me feel 
comfortable. Just knowing that those crystals were in my bag backstage gave me comfort. And it didn't matter whether they worked or not. That's not what mattered. What mattered is that I felt comfortable. And it gave me this little contract with myself, this little ritual, this little moment with myself where I said, look, we're trying. We're going to try. We're going to have fun. We're going to go out there even if we're shaking and it's awful. We're going to do this. And it gave me this moment of like, Jessica, I have your back and we're going into this adventure together. And that created comfort. And so I would ask yourself if there's something little or not little, but something you can do, whether it's, you know, a lucky necklace, which I had at one point when I was really struggling with my fear of leading meetings, I bought myself this bird necklace at it was like one of those street fairs. And I had just done a meeting and I was really proud of myself for just like showing up and getting through it and getting to the end. And I was on a really tight budget at the time and I rarely ever bought myself things because I was paying off my student loans and I was like being super frugal, trying to get my loans paid off. But I went to this like street fair thing and bought myself this bird necklace because I wanted to make that agreement with myself and like tell myself that I had done really well. And for me, that bird represented flight and it represented moving towards new things. And even though it was just a little necklace, it wasn't about the necklace itself, but it was about the meaning behind the necklace and what that necklace meant to me and why I bought it for myself. And it gave me such a boost and it gave me such a sense of self-love and a sense of comfort. So what I want to offer to you is that if you are trying to build confidence and if you are not happy with where your confidence is, I want to offer to you that trying to get to comfort is a really, really, really excellent way to start. And building comfort feels so good and so warm and so fuzzy and so amazing and often more amazing and more warm and fuzzy than trying to go to confident and powerful. Yes, I want you to go to confident and powerful, but based on my own growth and my own philosophy and what I believe is true in the world and what I talk about in this show and in my work, I believe that it is first important to get to a place of comfort not just in your body, but with yourself and with who you are. And then from that place, begin to move into boldness and power and confidence. And it will be so much more sustainable from that place. It might not be easy. It is still hard at times to project confidence and to show up powerfully, even when you are comfortable. But it is way better than trying to do it from a very shaky, very wobbly place. So that is what I will leave you with. And if you're listening to this and thinking this totally makes sense, I want to do this, I want to try this, I have created a worksheet that basically summarizes all of the steps that I just walked you through on building comfort. So it walks you through everything I talked about in this episode in a workbook style so that you can go back and actually do this versus just listening and then you know it stays in your mind for a little bit, but then it goes away. So if you actually want to use this as an opportunity 
to pause and to not just consume content and not just listen, but actually begin to catalyze the process of change, you can get this worksheet, you can walk yourself through it, and one of the most powerful ways to change faster and grow faster is through action. So in addition to just listening, you can grab a pen or a pencil and grab this worksheet and start to take action. I will link the worksheet in the show notes so that you can get it and download it and work through it. And I would love to hear if this episode helped you and if you relate to any of this, if you love maps. I love maps so much. And that brings us to a close. I am so appreciative that you are here listening. I am so grateful for you. It is you that has made this show so purposeful and fulfilling for me. So I wanted to thank you for that. And I also wanted to tell you, you might already know, but I wanted to remind you and also let you know that over the past few months, I've been studying to get my life coach certification. And I've been doing that in preparation for 2021, where I will be officially opening my private coaching practice. While I'm in process of getting my certification, I am doing coaching on the side at a discounted price, while I'm completing the training. I'm doing both career coaching, which is really geared towards helping women feel more confident and perform at a higher level and step into more of a leadership mindset and position in their professional lives. And I'm also doing life coaching, which is a bit broader and a bit more about finding purpose and satisfaction and fulfillment in your life and also figuring out what it is you want to create and how you're going to move towards that. If you are looking for support, whether it be in your professional life, there are things that you need help with moving through or you are seeking out life coaching, I would love to support you and I invite you to check out the podcast website and learn more. I will link it below. It's theartofspeakingup.com slash coaching and you can see the different ways to work with me and you can learn a little bit more about it and feel free to reach out if you have questions. I am very low key. (laughs) I am very friendly. So if you feel intimidated to reach out, I totally understand but please don't. I am very similar, I think, in interacting live as I am on this show. And if you are looking for some other resources, there is a free private Facebook group. I have a free ebook on how to find your voice and find assertiveness in a way that is authentic to you, which is incredibly important. And I have a really fantastic newsletter that I have started sending out. It has been really well received. I am sending out stories and career advice, very honest, very transparent career advice, not just about what to do, but about really hard things that you might be going through and sharing really hard things that I've been through to let you know that you're not alone and to help you move through those. That is what is included in the newsletter and you can also sign up for that in the show notes below. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) We're at the end. Every time I record a solo episode, I always tell myself, let's try to do like, Jessica, can you try to maybe have it not be almost an hour long? (laughs) Like, can you try to have a solo episode be not as long as an interview episode? And I see that I am past the 45 minute mark, so I didn't quite get that done. I have a lot to say a lot of the time, but this show is called The Art of Speaking Up. 
So I'm gonna give myself that permission. All right, I'm gonna sign off. You are wonderful. Keep believing in yourself. Keep staying strong even when you don't feel strong. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.